name's Ellie and welcome to the Honest Parenting Podcast. I am a proud mum to a lovely little boy called Jay, who's just turned one, and I live in Birmingham with Jay and my husband, Amit. So I wanted to create a podcast about parenting for new parents and parents-to-be, so what I've done is I've interviewed five parents of small children, one of them's my husband, and the other four people I've interviewed are friends of mine. And over this podcast series, they will be sharing their experiences on a range of topics, including pregnancy, preparation, birth, feeding, sleeping, crying, mental health, and all the things that they love about being a parent. And everyone has had such a different journey, but there are some common themes as well. And I really, really loved listening to everyone's story and learning from them. And I'm hoping that you will as well. And that the perspectives and thoughts of other recent parents will be helpful for you on your own unique parenting journey. Today in episode three, the parents will be looking back at their experiences of feeding their baby in the first days, weeks and months of their baby's life. Yeah, yeah. So we, we bre- I breastfed and we, <laughs> we did not, I, yeah. definitely was me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I fed Jess, yeah. so yeah, yeah I beforehand I, I guess I knew I wanted to breastfeed um yeah. or at least wanted to try um mm-hmm. and overall I, I finished a couple of months ago overall mm-hmm. it's been a really positive experience definitely yeah. um Aww. so yeah it was I think that obviously feeding has its ups and downs and highs and lows mm-hmm. um but it was interesting having the last feed I didn't think I would feel mm-hmm that emotional about it but it Mm. did actually affect me probably because it felt like the end of an era in some ways Mm. um but yeah it 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 did affect me and I think that was because I I have enjoyed it and I think I've enjoyed it more than I anticipated I would yeah it has been a positive but it's been positive do you Um, think you could explain um or describe what you've enjoyed about feeding yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was it was definitely a time of bonding between mm-hmm. me and Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, she enjoyed it. Obviously, she she loved. I mean, she loves food. She always <laughs> loves food. She loves food now. She's constant. Of all the babies I know, mm-hmm. she's always eating constantly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's there is something I think wonderful about thinking I'm I'm feeding my baby. Mm, um, yeah. And, you know, it's just mad to think I can produce milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just still can't get my head around, my head around <laughs> that. That's just crazy. Oh. <laughs> just mad. Um, so I think I just enjoyed the actual, you know, the physical side of it. Like I was able yeah. to feed my baby as she was growing. Mm. That was because my body um, was providing what she mm. needed. And, mm. um, yeah, that was, that was a pretty incredible experience. I think that was probably, um, yeah probably one of the things I enjoyed about it the most and you know when you know when she would fall asleep after feeding and she was content and um you'd get those cuddles and that was just it was just lovely Mm. um Mm. yeah and I think I enjoyed the ease in some ways I enjoyed the ease of breastfeeding yeah yeah need to warm up any bottle I could just I was out and about. I didn't have to think about what I needed to bring with me. Yeah. I just I had my boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the downside of that is you're the obviously you're the only person who can do that. Yeah. So in the middle of the night, you're not thinking, oh, what a beautiful experience. You're like, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you're not hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Steve would roll over and be like, oh, the baby's crying. <laughs> oh, I remember like yeah. a friend sending me these memes of like you know why I've never hated you more that you can't lactate <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so true yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like up, ups and downs isn't it yeah. positives and negatives to both <laughs> yeah yeah oh and yeah did because I think that yeah a lot of a lot of people want to breastfeed and you know we both went to like a breastfeeding workshop and stuff and I read loads of stuff on the internet but 
and I know breastfeeding is different for everyone everyone has their own journey with it but I felt real like yeah I was just like oh my god this is just so different from what I thought it would be and um, did you did like anything surprise you about breastfeeding from what you had anticipated it to be um yeah, yeah. How, how was the reality compared with um your expectations of breastfeeding or what you'd kind of read about it yeah I think that's such a good question Ellie because I think I definitely had this expectation of, you know, the kind of picture perfect brochure, mm-hmm. you know, image that you see of like this beautiful bonding moment and they're looking into your eyes, you're <laughs> looking into theirs, mm-hmm. everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that probably was my expectation, mm-hmm. um, was that it would just be this beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were, like you were saying, you know, there's, there's really hard moments as well, moments where Jess just didn't want to latch she went on a nursing strike once Mm -hmm. that which basically was she didn't feed for like a whole day and it was one of the hottest days do you remember that summer yeah Yeah. so hot oh my god yeah yeah and so she wasn't drinking Mm. as well and I'd never things like that you just never heard of I didn't even know that they could do a nursing strike yeah 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 and I think when your baby is screaming and screaming, you know, and like obviously starving or needs food, but then won't take it. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's just hard, you know, yeah, even yeah, if it's yeah. passing, that's, that's really hard. Yeah. Um, I think I didn't expect, I didn't know loads about like the beginning of breastfeeding. So mm. like establishing feeding, I, I think I probably just thought that latching was, natural that I would know what to do she would know what to do Mm. it would be fine and then that obviously just was not the experience the beginning like you know the first month or so was just me waving my boob around her waving her mouth around and just hoping there's some kind of connection (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna get any milk from this yeah 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 and I didn't expect it to be so hard just Mm. to establish it or learn what to do and I, I remember the pain in those first couple of weeks mm. where your boobs just get so sore engorged mm. and then mm-hmm. your nipples are so sore I remember getting a milk blister which again I didn't even know that was a thing like yeah, right yeah, yeah. on the end of my nipple uh, and the oh my god was, I was keep feeding through it yeah. I was like there's got to be a better way it was excruciating oh my god <laughs> so things like that mm. the kind of like you know the cracked nipples or that the kind of less glamorous, glamorous they yeah don't on any of the brochures <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of that was a bit of a shock but I I think what was really interesting I think the thing that I didn't expect probably the yeah. most that, sh- that shocked me the most about feeding was mm. how much it felt like a measuring I was doing as a mum mm. which might sound really weird but mm. I think that I just thought feeding was like a functional thing. Like there would be a bit of bonding, but you know, she'd be hungry, I would feed her. Yeah. That's what that's what it was about. Yeah. But it was interesting the amount of times I felt like actually it was a commentary on how I was doing. Um mm. so for example, I think there were a lot of comments that were made around feeding. Mm. Um so things like, oh, I'm surprised how much you're feeding her, or she's not hungry right now, or mm. she's crying. That doesn't mean you have to feed her. Mm. Um, mm. So it felt like there was a, all this commentary around feeding my baby, which I just had not expected to encounter at all. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it it then felt really easy to second guess myself the whole time. Like, is she hungry? Yeah, she yeah, yeah, hungry? yeah, yeah. Should I give her the boob? Should I not give her the boob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously other people want to feed her as well. And then you feel like, oh, my, am I um, like basically not allowing someone else to have this experience with my baby because yeah. I'm breastfeeding, I'm bottle feeding, so they can't do it. Yeah. There was all these emotions around it, which I had just wow. no yeah. idea that I would feel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I I remember once being on a bus mm. and I think I've told you this story Ellie where yeah. you know you know what Jess is like she's she screams yeah. she's loud yeah. loud baby yeah, yeah yeah and she was crying and crying on the bus and um I remember this lady turning to me and being like oh I think she might be hungry <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh yeah. I know yeah and it's so funny because I just never thought that feeding would become so something that that triggered me so personally that made me feel so like either guilty Mm. or upset Mm. and I 
that blindsided me a little bit I think um do you think it's t- yeah. quite tied up with like your identity as a mum at the beginning if you're breastfeeding particularly yeah I think so I think yeah I think so because it felt a bit like I obviously you, you need to provide for your baby mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at first that first week in hospital because obviously you're in hospital and I was unwell Jess was unwell yeah um the mid- midwives are coming in quite often and they're saying how many you know dirty nappies has she had yeah how, yeah, how many yeah. times has she fed so they're yeah. asking all of these questions and oh, I remember never really yeah. knowing the answer yeah I just felt like she was always on the boob and yeah, never yeah, full. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was almost this narrative, not not from anyone else, but I think I kind mm. of took on this narrative of, okay, she's she's starving, she's not feeding, I'm failing. That was yeah. how that was how it felt. Mm-hmm. That's not like a narrative mm-hmm. anyone else pushed on me. That's just kind of something I internalised. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, there's so much in those first little bits, aren't there? About like first few weeks and months, about how much do they weigh? They gain their birth weight back up again. Yeah, how's they, feeding yeah. going? So much is around that. Everything's really around easy. it. Yeah, that's like the and only thing that's measured in those yeah. midwife um, appointments and things. Yeah. yeah, maybe actually that's a really good like word for Ellie is that it's mm. measured it's and measured so, it's put, like plotted yeah. on a graph isn't it and, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and he, yeah I guess see even that plot on the graph and think about those measurements and then take it personally like mm-hmm. almost like a performance mm-hmm. am I performing well enough for my baby to be healthy or mm-hmm. yeah I think I did feel feel that way um mm-hmm. which is just I didn't expect no. at all no yeah, I really, really relate to that experience as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and it's just interesting, isn't it? Because I didn't feel like that was really talked about much before. Before no, 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 not at all. Wow. Mm. Oh goodness me! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, that's been really, really interesting. I think we've covered a lot of, yeah, a lot of ground with feeding there. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I suppose, w- would you, are there any sort of tips or advice that you would give around feeding to new parents or parents that are thinking about breastfeeding? Um, yeah, par- parents-to-be that want to breastfeed, are, are there any kind of tips or advice or, you know, words of encouragement that you, yeah, that you would want to share? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would just say like off the back of, you know, what we've been saying that, um, the, the, your ability to feed in terms of breastfeeding to feed your babies is not, it's not a measuring stick for how well you're doing as a parent. You can bottle feed your baby. You can give them formula and that's that's more than fine do you know what I mean that's wonderful mm-hmm. and I know we've we've said this a lot Ellie that mm. it's not that breast is best but it's that fed is best mm-hmm. um just get like having milk in the belly that's what's best so it doesn't you know it's it's not the most important thing whether or not that's formula or whether or not that's not the breast yeah. I think healthy mum healthy baby you know yeah. if, if breastfeeding becomes negative then um it's okay to it's okay to stop it you know yes. it's not it's not a measurement for how mm-hmm. well you're doing it's not a performance criteria like mm-hmm. are you breastfeeding your child so yeah I mean I think if it's difficult I would say that's okay as well like you know people I found it difficult lots of lots of women find it difficult it's not always this magical thing um, yeah. it can be for sure this beautiful experience but yeah, it's okay yeah. if you struggle with it and that's not um on you as a parent it's not commentary on you as a parent at all and what ends up happening is because everything's geared towards making breastfeeding work you're at hospital where midwives are trying to make that work and you know kind of who are you to sort of question that and then you come home and you go to breastfeeding clinics and you're kind of you're sort of pretty much not really talked to at all in those situations and you're not Mm -hmm. definitely I definitely didn't feel like I could kind of just say God, this feels a bit mad. Like, come on. Yeah. So why, why for obviously people who don't know our experience with breastfeeding, so why was breastfeeding all all a bit mad for us? 
what what happened so I'm just thinking you know Mm. I wanted to breastfeed so much Mm -hmm. and I read so much information about it but I really didn't realize that for some women and some babies breastfeeding is almost impossible to achieve and that actually it can put a real strain on the mother's mental health Mm. um so yeah would you like to say a bit about why breastfeeding like was just so mad for us I think it was a number of things so it was a real challenge at the beginning because Jay um was quite we think because he was quite jaundiced and and he wasn't really feeling much um and creating kind of a strong latch um Mm. we he it was quite fraught I think um when whenever um in those very initial days we were trying you were trying to feed him it kind of trying to get the position right and he'd often get really upset and and it would be difficult and i could see how difficult that was for you and that was hard to watch mm. um you know someone i love who's kind of finding kind of who is sort of taking in that kind of quite personally and feeling mm. really anxious about it and it was really horrible Mm. we had little mini breakthroughs um but those in them in and of themselves weren't really breakthroughs so we thought a pump and when you know was the answer and and being able to feed him through the bottle with express milk but actually in reality that meant you were put on a regime of feeding and pumping and feeding and pumping it's pretty much what you were told to do by the breastfeeding clinic through but mm. you know those sorts of things are really easy to say but not easy to do because it, mm-hmm. it was just like um boot camp or something it was ridiculous yeah um so that was really difficult and I you know it was really hard feeding him at all and then you read somewhere um that some advice had been given about feeding the baby after they wake up as opposed to before so he certainly wasn't being fed to sleep gently um I remember going to sorry I'm jumping around but I remember going to an NCT reunion and we saw babies being fed to sleep and yeah I think that was difficult to see I suppose um yeah because Jay didn't Jay didn't have he wasn't a a big feed of milk and then go to sleep it wasn't calm you know I would put my breast to him he would be crying and he would be making the signs that he was hungry that we were told and then I would try and breastfeed him Mm. and then he would like pull away from me and scream and um it it would almost yeah it would feel like breastfeeding distressed him and uh it was so difficult and upsetting and yeah so we found that the only way that he would feed is we would rock him to sleep or walk him around or whatever and he and he would go to sleep eventually and then when he would wake up then i would feed him when he would be quite sleepy and quite relaxed yeah and that that worked but obviously that was just very hard because you're told that you know babies are comforted by your breast and then my baby would be very sad and upset and crying yeah I think it and was then a perfect I put storm. my breast to him and and it wouldn't comfort him it would almost make him more stressed and mm. it was really really difficult yeah I think it was a perfect storm because I think mm. when 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 one is told that but you know and we were told repeatedly the breast you know will provide comfort and that's they want to be close to you and they want to you know be you know it's it's comfort and mm. you know that's going to just lead to um you feeling like there's something wrong with the bond or you know if yeah. not feeding which wasn't the case at all but was really mm. unfair because we were just fed that all the time yeah um and i think in reality i re- you know looking back i think so much of what we were told were hunger cues just because he was flipping tired and mm. needed to sleep um, mm-hmm. and just like you know most you know just like with him now if he's really tired and we're trying to put food down him he would just grab the spoon and throw it across the room like yeah you know he, he there was a lot of that and I think and also I think there was a lot of 
like trying to work out what is the reason why breastfeeding is so hard and reading so many articles and going to so many breastfeeding clinics and phoning the helpline and getting a lactation consultant and we still don't really know what the problem was even today a year later having so much advice we we don't don't. really know we don't what happened and ironically he ended up being so I remember at the time you know we talked about it and it felt like you know I was trying to shift away from it and you wanted to make it work at the time and we gave it six weeks thinking yeah. you know because that's what well, we were, six weeks we to were told that it yeah, could take yeah. six weeks to establish so um, we kind of made a deal and weeks. said all right we'll carry on with this for six weeks see if it see if and, it ends up working and he did although it was after a nap but he did he ended up exclusively breastfeeding and was a really healthy weight and did all mm. these you know wheeze and poos and, and if anything he did like like way too many weeks at some points but yeah yeah he was, like, he he was, was definitely fed he was definitely fed but it was just way. not a nice I never enjoyed breastfeeding it was no. it wasn't it was right. really it wasn't right hard yeah it and wasn't... He, yeah he didn't he wasn't a calm relaxed feeder he always found feeding stressful when he it was, was only it was only after sleeping and I think in a way we you know made that work and that was really good but yeah you know it was just one of those really it just didn't happen and that, so then for us at some point we um made the decision to try and move over towards formula yeah. um it was this was still relatively early on because breastfeeding had, i think it generated so much anxiety for all those reasons we'd be given so much information there was so much um it was so quite loaded emotionally i think as well mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of expectation in society and through the hospital and stuff and it felt like it was um beginning to damage your mental health and mm. it was time to move towards formula but unfortunately mm. for us <laughs> when we had finally come to that decision Jake decided that he was going to develop an intolerance to formula <laughs> um, well he had decided we'd um we suspect and strongly suspect it was because uh yeah he'd reacted really badly to um his first rotavirus he had kind of yeah his first set of vaccinations they get kind of given an oral rotavirus but he got given almost a double dose because some of it came out of his mouth um, and the nurse gave it again gave it again and from that night onwards he was called pinnable screaming basically and um it was just yeah it was his stomach was absolutely buggered and i kid you <laughs> not, like literally five milliliters of formula and he pretty much projectile vomited it out and then emptied his guts until he was vomiting like bile and it was like yellowy green and we had to go to the children's hospital and it was to this day one of the most traumatic nights i've ever experienced it was horrendous seeing him yeah and from then on he just couldn't have formula and all formula at all so so we were shackled to breastfeeding we tried all the different types of lactose free dairy free all that and nothing worked and so it was quite traumatizing every time he gave it projectile vomit and go all limp and it was horrible and so we would we'd be like oh god we can't touch formula again and then what a journey and we'd, oh my god and then we'd kind of go let's give it another go build up the courage and then you know he'd be vomiting again and so it was really unfortunate because i think for our, for us we kept an open mind we gave him for, for formula early on but he ended up then moving on to being exclusively breastfed that wasn't the right thing for us we made the right call to then move towards formula but life life took that out of our hands a bit like the induction mm. at the time mm. things, things get taken out of your control and I think that's mm. one of those things so for new parents then you know if if um they, they don't know what to do about feeding yet or if the parents have made the decision that they you know want to go down the breastfeeding route what would your advice be based on the experience we've had? My advice would be, even if you are really keen to breastfeed, bottle feed once a day at least uh, with formula at night so that um, there's a feed there that isn't reliant on the mum, at least one. I mean, if you're up to doing more and doing combination feeding, then that's great. Um, Or if you want to formula feed, great, whatever, like literally. Mm -hmm. And if you want to breastfeed, uh, my, you know, and again, it's, uh, who am I to say anything really but I from my experience and from our experience I'd say if you're really keen to breastfeed then you know 
as a family if that's happening then then try and bottle feed at night once because it means the dad can do you know the partner can do one feed um in the night it means baby gets kind of still used to using a bottle i think a lot of people will say yeah but mum can express and dad can do some of those feeds and I feel like, the, you know, when we were at NCT, we were told about expressing, you know, you can express and then the dad can feed with the express milk and you can express and, and it's just a word. But actually the reality of having two breast pumps stuck to you mm-hmm. um, and expre- expressing in between. Well, it's just half. Yeah. It's just like. Horrendous. It's, yeah. So I still think formula feeding, because with even with expressing, you know, if you if if you have a similar trajectory to us and you decide that you don't want to breastfeed anymore then actually it becomes harder if you haven't already got formula introduced at some point yeah that's what I didn't know like I just thought that you would breastfeed until you wanted to stop and then you would just move on to formula but I didn't realize that babies are so willful and if they get used to breastfeeding then they won't want to have a bottle and if they get used to only breast milk they won't want formula whereas if you give them both from the start then you've got options then. Yeah, we ended up in a really drastic place, actually, when he did end up taking formula, but that's because he, you know, it was, anyway, it was a whole different set of circumstances that wouldn't have happened because he'd got so used to breast milk at the time. And mm-hmm. yeah, even with all of these things, I find, like, when we were preparing for it and going to NCT or, you know, there'd be you know, people at the breastfeeding clinic, I'd find people who spoke most confidently and with with, with the most assertiveness yeah in retrospect I think talk the most shit what was your life like feeding a newborn and what was it what you know tell us tell us about it please (laughs) crikey well well the first few days were pretty much non-existent because Mm -hmm. in terms of me I wanted to breastfeed so I had this utopian sort of view of how my pregnancy would be Mm -hmm. how you know having little one would be and we were both going to be rising off into the sunset but (laughs) it didn't quite work like that so Mm um yeah so the first few days um obviously I was poorly so um little one was on milk on formula Mm -hmm. um I did try to express and you know even try to breastfeed and you know having the midwife there that would literally grab little one and just I don't know how she did it but this particular midwife which I absolutely love to <laughs> to get me back on track she mm-hmm. literally just grabbed the baby put me put her on the boob and next minute she was suckling but that only lasted whilst she was there yeah. so <laughs> yeah. so once I was out on out into the wilderness on my own I was like <laughs> crikey what do I do so it, it was a bit of a struggle um with with my little one we decided to do a combi so we did formula as well as trying to encourage her to take the boob mm-hmm. and eventually I think it was probably after about three or three to four weeks comfortably she then started to really um take the breast and um, did you say three to four weeks yeah yeah three to four weeks Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's around the time when she really started. We both found um, a, a really good, comfortable way of feeding. So it wasn't just about baby latching on. It was for me as well. So mm-hmm. um, in between that, she was still having formulas to make sure that she was getting enough uh, mm-hmm. milk. Um, and I then also joined a breastfeeding group because in the NCT class, um the information that was given to us around breastfeeding was very very limited i mean it was good but um the the teacher that we had she was very much about just you've got to breastfeed and that's the only option ladies whatever works works for you i have got to say i'm glad i persevered with breastfeeding but if it was the just the the situation that I couldn't breastfeed then I wouldn't be beating myself up about it because you know as long as the baby's getting what they need they're getting the nutrition that's all that matters so four weeks in baby was doing really well um she started to really um settle into that um sort of routine and then the formula started to take a back seat but we were still can't be feeding up until around I would say four months Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and then she was probably even less than that about three to four months she was then solely mainly on the breast Mm. which was good but on the same token you I was just constantly stressing because I weren't too sure how much she was getting she was Mm. crying she was getting really upset sometimes she would um, go on the boob and then not want to take the boob Mm. so So, and I was, and I just felt like she was losing weight, but in actual fact, she was absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, yeah, it was, she definitely combied all the way up until around six months, but it was about four months when it, that took a back seat and it was mainly the breast. So I think I carried on sort of trying to combi feed her up to six months because I, in my own mind, I needed the reassurance that she was still getting enough milk um and then after that before we knew it she didn't want the bottle anymore (laughs) she didn't want the bottle and now we're in a situation where she's not had a bottle for at least four or five months so Mm -hmm. she only only has the boob which I'm trying to wean her off and I'm struggling but I've had some Mm -hmm. feedback from the girls in the NCT group so next month when I feel ready I'm going to start to wean her off the breast completely. Um, yeah, is there any kind of tips or advice that you would give from your experience about women who are maybe a little bit scared of trying combi feeding or mix feeding, but want to give it a go or don't, you know, don't know much about it? I would say, yeah. So I would say that if you're going to um, experiment a little bit or try out combi feeding, first of all, it, for me, it was about trying to find the right sort of um, formula that would complement um, breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So I used HIP, and I, I still do use HIP now, which um, um, I use for the baby's um, cereals. So mm-hmm. uh, HIP, I found, was a really good product that wasn't too heavy, mm-hmm. um, um, but worked well with um, with feeding her so I would most likely give um, formula either in the mid- middle of the day for example so it would be in between meals um, I would probably give her when I'm out if I didn't feel confident about breastfeeding outside or if my mom or um, another relative was going to be having her um, I would they should have the bottle quite happily then so I just introduce the bottle as and when it was more convenient for yeah, me yeah when you needed it yeah exactly so the mornings it was always um should have breastfeeding um in the morning first thing definitely at night um those were the two key things and then in the more in the sorry during the day it would be as and when depending yeah. on what you were doing yeah yeah do not be concerned with it because at the end of the day, I think for me, if you are worried about, well, how much are they going to get um, through breastfeeding, um, express if you can, try and express. And then that, that way you've got your measure of how much they're getting um, from from you. And then if you want to do, then do a top up from formula, then you can do that as well. And then you've got an idea of how much they're, how much they're drinking. But yeah. babies will stop when they're full or they yeah. will drop they want more. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I gave birth, I think I, I think I had a couple of friends who were parents already, mm-hmm. and so had been through a little bit of the sort of breastfeeding, bottle feeding conversations, and I'd had a few conversations with people. So I think I was a little more open to a bit of combination. I yeah. prepared for both. So, you know, I got the nipple cream, but I also got the bottles and the formula. Yeah. Um, and I I think I approached it slightly more pragmatically than I did with, say, birth itself, yeah. which I'm proud of, I think, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I always intended to breastfeed as much as I could or yeah. felt comfortable to or felt happy to. But I always knew that a few people had sort of said to me that bottle feeding not only gives mum a break, but gives dad and baby a time to bond as well. So I yeah. think I had that in the back of my mind that it wasn't always, it wasn't all about me and that there was an element of wanting Jamie to have that bonding time Yeah, yeah as yeah. well. 
Um, yeah, definitely. And I think that's mm-hmm. what possibly it was just that one singular thought that that made me feel at ease with with bottle feeding. I think there was still a lot of pressure around breastfeeding um, mm-hmm. in in most of the literature but also you know midwives and appointments and and all the people are surrounding me that mm. there was still a bit of breastfeeding pressure mm. um but that one thought of well actually if I do all of it then I'm taking something away from him from my husband mm. and his bond with his baby I think mm. that's the one thing that kept me from perhaps being too yeah mm. exactly so that's how I felt before and then I did breastfeed I was I was again lucky in that sense that a couple of people had had sort of told me to go to the breastfeeding clinic as soon as I possibly could mm-hmm. um and we actually went on day three mm-hmm. um and that was brilliant they were really mm-hmm. supportive really positive really gave me some good advice and some good techniques um and I also think that my my cynical side or my sort of I don't know hard edge side also realized that they won't know everything because they don't know me so I think by this point perhaps hardened by a slightly negative well a negative-ish birth experience Mm -hmm. I think I've maybe hardened a tiny bit to say you have all these feelings over the last few days of you wish you'd followed your gut. And so mm-hmm. potentially, even if it was unconscious, I think I followed my gut. So she was sort of saying, you know, use these sorts of positions. And I was saying to her, well, I can't. It doesn't feel comfortable because of the C-section scar. Mm. And then she sort of pointed at someone else in the room and said, well, she's had a C-section. She's doing it. And it's like, oh, oh, hold on a minute. That's not how this is supposed to work. No, I'm not comfortable. competitive. Well, exactly. Sort of, you know. Oh dear. That's but not overall, nice. the experience was great mm. and I did feel mm. supported by mm. the women there. And I did go back a few times. Mm. But it was just at that moment where she compared it to mm. someone else, compared me mm. to someone else. And I thought, okay, this is where. That's not cool. All those moments where you felt like you'd lost control yes. before, you can take it back a little bit and just yeah. make your own decisions and use the information they're giving you and figure out your own way of doing it and mm. I was really lucky we did get on really well with breastfeeding it was obviously mm. sore the first few weeks um and you know I used nipple, the nipple shields the little, mm-hmm. um, the little rubber ones they were really useful to me mm-hmm. um and a few little tips that people gave me you know like um not wearing a shirt or a t-shirt when you're in the house and how natural air will help yeah. healing and all those sorts of little tips that that just made the the whole experience a bit more comfortable Mm. um and I was really lucky to have done that but then I was also really lucky to have had that that I don't know conversations with friends who are doing combination feeding but also that that commitment to wanting Jamie and Rishi to bond so I yeah you know after I think about six days or seven days potentially it was something like that we introduced the bottle mm-hmm. and um yeah so evening the last feed of the night became sort of jamie's time and the first feed in the morning or a couple, yeah, yeah. Well, i can't remember now it feels like a long time but there was a couple of like key That's moments nice. where they had their time together yeah and how did jamie find that Ah, oh, he loved it he Aww. absolutely loved it mm. he was really supportive of the breastfeeding too which was mm. amazing um and you know, bringing me glasses of water and snacks and queuing me up different things to watch. And he actually yeah. bought me an amazing Christmas present. So I gave birth in February. So the Christmas before, he bought me um, a subscription to an audio book, Audible. <laughs> so I had I had company with me every time I read because sometimes it can feel really lonely Mm -hmm. breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. You're sat there for hours on end sometimes feeding and there Mm -hmm. are days when they're going through growth spurts but all you're doing is feeding. Yeah. And yeah, so having these people read these stories to me 
whether mm-hmm. in my ear or my headphones or on the speakers um mm-hmm. was a really nice thing and I would rec- I recommended that to quite a few friends yeah throughout those first few months especially when your partner goes back to work if if they have to go back to work after a couple of weeks that mm-hmm. someone reading you a story is a really nice way to feel mm. feel um yeah comforted I felt comforted by Stephen Fryer reading me stories <laughs> <laughs> oh that's lovely and how did you find breastfeeding how how did you find the experience it was really painful at first which mm-hmm. is understandable for most but I loved it I was very mm-hmm. very it got it got to a point where you know feeding to, I was feeding to sleep and that got a bit too much and I felt like I was just trapped in this bedroom with this baby and mm. losing 45 minutes of every evening and tired and you know they got to some negative points but overall I absolutely loved it we stopped at around nine months mm-hmm. um but I went back to work after six months yeah um and up until the day before I went to work I genuinely thought my mum would because my mum did a lot of the childcare for us mm-hmm. and I genuinely thought she was just gonna have to drive to work to my work a couple of times a day to for feeds because Rishi'd stopped taking the bottle mm-hmm. but he just he just got on with it I left yeah. for work and it was fine they were amazing. fine amazing and you just worry about all these things and you just don't know how you're gonna do them mm. but they just happen they do they mm-hmm. do and yeah and I think a couple of other friends had similar experiences but they were just mm-hmm. concerned about how they were gonna either stop breastfeeding or or how they were going to go back to work and not feed during the day and only feed in the evening or the morning or the night. Yeah. And often it just happened. Some cases, yeah. okay, it didn't. And that's also going to happen in some cases and that's okay. And mm-hmm. there might be a few more stages involved. But a lot of people found, a lot of my friends that I spoke to found that, yeah, their baby is a lot more intuitive than they they give them credit for and they, and they mm-hmm. figured, it, figured it out together. They adapt, yeah. Yeah, they do adapt, don't they? Yeah. But yeah, I did love it. And after I went back to work, I sort of just did it first thing in the morning and then when I got back and then at night. Mm-hmm. And then one day he just didn't want it anymore and that wow. was that. Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh, So it was a good experience yeah. for me. Good, good, good. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, is there any kind of... I suppose you've touched on things as you're talking about it, but are there any tips or advice that you could give people around breastfeeding that helped you with your journey? Around breastfeeding tips, I think go and see someone uh, Mm -hmm. like the breastfeeding clinic. I had that one moment of negative experience, but overall it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think their support and even just someone telling you you're doing a good job that yeah. doesn't have to tell you that they've got no need to yeah so they're doing it because they care yeah great yeah that is amazing yeah. and just mm. someone watching and seeing that your technique is good mm, and being able to ask all those questions is just mm. a really good thing but mm. also to give yourself a break mm. Mm. I've had a few friends where midwives or whoever have told them to pump every two hours yeah. or pump through the night or feed every two hours again all of this goes back down to go with your gut mm-hmm. if your baby is sleeping I mean obviously get medical advice and do what you think is best but this is just my opinion but if your baby is sleeping an extra hour is not going to stop them they will wake up if they're hungry mm-hmm. in my experience and mm-hmm. be kind to yourself mm-hmm. because if you're not kind to yourself you can't look after anyone let alone a, the baby so you know for me combination feeding was an absolute must and I know it's not mm-hmm. for everyone and some people just totally get on with breastfeeding fully and some people just totally get on with bottle fully and be proud of your choice because it's okay and no choice is the perfect choice they're all just the ones that we make and the ones that are right for us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but be kind to yourself about it because I think a lot of people can be unkind to themselves as mothers and expect too much of themselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you need to sleep so yeah just sleep and it's yeah. okay so it's like well you know when you this when, when it's like in the past you kind of have like you do have roasted glasses because actually it wasn't mm. it, you never think of it as being that bad but mm, I know Felicity mm. was never, she never drank anything. So, you know, I, don't, I remember writing down a little book that she'd have um, five minutes boob or, you know, f- mm. 10 mil 
of milk out of a bottle, like really mm. tiny little drips mm. and drabs. But you know, and, and mm. then she'd like dribble it out and sick it. And I remember thinking she was never taking anything in, but and that's the only source mm. of food, isn't it? But um, mm. yeah, and then Freddie was an absolute guzzler. I remember he had loads. I mean, Felicity, mm. I did, I did breast, I tried breastfeeding her for about, I think it was about two weeks. But yeah. I just I gave up after that. I mean, she was, you know, you'd sit her on there for ages and she wouldn't really do much. And then, like, you know, you kind of keep your log and it was like, oh, five minutes here and five minutes there. And I, I'm not really, like, a persistent person. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't want to say, like, I'm a giver-upper. But, uh, but yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm a quitter. I'm a quitter. I'm a quitter. But, um, but you know, and she's and jazz that hasn't affected her. Like I say, she's like she's perfect now. She's the one that went through all that trauma, and they thought she was brain damaged, and and she's still only got breast milk for two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, yeah, and then so yeah, Freddie was a guzzler, uh-huh. and he I think mm-hmm. I breastfed him for four days, but mm-hmm. he did breastfeed a lot. But I had loads of I, you know what? I don't know whether anyone has these, but oh my god, anyone mm-hmm. know? But like I had really bad. They call it afterbirth with him. And so right. Like, I was yeah. sitting there and like, I don't know whether, well, you must have done, you know, when you were breastfeeding, you have like, um, you almost mm-hmm. feel like your tummy like tensing when you're breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. It's the womb contracting. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and, and I mean, I used mm. to love that. I used to really love that feeling. I felt like it was like my body going back, back to normal. Mm-hmm. But, um, but with Fred, like that would happen. And then all of a sudden it would be so bad. Like I thought I was going into labor again. I thought maybe they'd forgotten that I had another baby. Oh inside. my God. I was like, you know, tears, flood of tears and like, yeah. Oh but, um, God! But yeah, and apparently that's what you get usually if you've had more mm. children, right? Yeah, oh, but wow. then, but then you say then again, I did, never did with Pippa. Never had any of that. No, and but no. then I breastfed a little bit. What did I do? I think I did about a few days longer. I think she did about me maybe a week with Pippa breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's just it's hard to keep up with things, you know. You've got it. You, it's. It, what I think people don't realise is it's a bit like a lifestyle choice, isn't it? And you've got to be able to devote mm. everything to mm. what you do anyway. I mean, you have to devote everything to baby. So I don't, mm, I don't blame course. people for like, well, you may as well just devote everything, you know, your whole body to the baby. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. I needed, I just, and I'm not even because I could pass the bottle to someone else, but just because, I don't know, it's a bit like an OCD as well. Like you can see how much they're drinking, can't you? And you can track or mm. you think, oh, well, they must be hungry now because you knew that they'd only had so much or. Mm, mm, but then, I don't know, and then more other people are really in touch with their bodies and can breastfeed and be like, oh, no, they've had loads because you can feel it. I don't, I don't know. Oh, well, I could never feel yeah. it, Jen. Yeah. And, well, you know the journey that I've had with breastfeeding was yeah. just like the toughest of my life. And I really admire you because I, yeah, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to breastfeed. Yeah. And um, it it didn't do me any good and it didn't do Jay any good either. And I really admire you for your, you know, for just being like, no, this is what it is and this is what I'm doing and I'm happy with my choice. I think it's really empowering and it's good for people to hear as well. Yeah, but there's not always, um, you know, when you have... but you, like a lot of people say, oh, there's real pressure to breastfeed. I don't, mm. it depends on who is around you, I think, because I, I never mm. had any midwives that were saying, you know, they were just like, are you going to breastfeed or bottle feed? It was like a, what's your choice? You know, in the hospital, yeah. they were like, did you want a, a bottle of milk for the baby or are you going to try and breast? Like they were like, as in, what's your choice? As in, you know, really respect it. Wow. But then, but then you can have other things. I mean, it wasn't really pressure, but like even I remember with um, Pippa, because I think I'd done something mm. like, I'd let's say it was the seventh day, and I was, I was like, oh, I'm just sick of this, and trying to whip my boob out, and you know, and you've got my other two running around, or they need me, or, and then um, Pippa's whinging, mm. and I was like, I remember trying to breastfeed, and then I was like, nah, forget it, and then I think my, it was my mother-in-law had seen that she was like, seen me get the bottle, and she was like, ah, oh, Jen, like, I said, ah, oh, you give up. It was like, oh, well. Mm. Well, yeah, I have given up, but I have quit. But like, I'm gained so much more, you know. Like, but but definitely, people, yeah. people have opinions. It's like like naming your baby, mm. isn't it? People don't like to say the name of the mm. baby because people have such opinions, and not not purposely to insult anyone or make you feel a certain way. But they do, don't they? And you can't have mm. the way you feel. And it's like you know, you don't want to be deflated or feel like you're doing a bad job, do you? It's the last thing you want. Of course not. Of course. What advice would you give to other mums about feeding, and particularly maybe about feeding choices? Oh, I'd just say 
try what you want, I suppose. And but like don't set high expectation. So like like I really like I really wanted to try breastfeeding and I'd see people that would do it for months and be like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna be. But I tried it and then if it's not working, then people are going, Oh, but be persistent, it will work. And you just gotta decide on your own life, haven't you? I think. I'd just say judge, judge it yourself. You know, people if someone says persist and it will work, if you want to persist to make it work, then go ahead. But if you don't, don't think, well, if I'd persisted just to do what's easier you know I don't know if I'm honest Mm -hmm. I'd probably say you know you I kind of always think your own situation is the best but I'd be like just my advice would be try breastfeeding but mainly go to the bowl (laughs) (laughs) try it for experience (laughs) so you can say you've done it you can feel like but yeah go to the bowl yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you think are the positives of bottle feeding in your experience then um i think well i've already mentioned the whole ocd so you can see kind of yeah you know exactly what yeah. they're drinking and um you can you can share it as well a lot of people will have like mm-hmm. you know the husbands might work in the night for instance if you're in a bad time or you can actually give your baby away for a couple of hours while you go and have a walk or so i think i think there are there are a lot of benefits to a bottle and i think they're so clean and yeah. they're so natural like a boob now and i think the Mm-hmm, and I also mm-hmm. think the technology is amazing. Yeah, now. yeah, like mm. you can have the um, like the the machine that makes it so quickly to the perfect temperature, and you can and mm. and I just think the actual ingredients of it it can't do them any harm because anything that people have said about oh breastfeeding gives you baby a really good immunity or breastfeeding I don't know is more natural and it doesn't have any bad things in it which is obviously true body isn't it it's your, your own body but mm-hmm. my kids have kind of defied all those things and like my kids I mean mm. I touch wood. I've got any wood around hang on but like you know they are so <laughs> touching my TV stand but um but they they, they they're really ill they're really ill they've got such mm. a community mm. I mean my kids do eat things off the floor like we do eat a lot of germs so like we are quite you know a bit like that but but generally I mean they are they are the strongest solid kids and they they eat all kinds of foods. I just, you know, but so breasting, breastfeeding, so they were really bottle fed. I mean, obviously I, I dipped my feet in a little bit, didn't I? But honestly, I really do believe that it makes no difference in their development, their brain. My kids, my kids are clever and they're strong. And so I just don't think it makes any difference. Obviously I'm biased. I think my kids are great because everyone does. <laughs> but, do you know, but do you know what oh, I mean? Like, your children but, are amazing and so healthy yeah. and strong. And I completely agree with yeah, you personally. I, just, I think it's just whatever mm. one you as a mother for your own, like, yes. you know, I think you'll say like for your own mental health you know I yeah think if, if yeah. bottle feeding makes you feel good and can you can manage your life better bottle feeding is the way forward and if you but if breastfeeding makes you feel like a wonderful person and you love the sensation of it I mean my sister-in-law absolutely is in love with breastfeeding she'd have breastfed for about three years I think but and mm-hmm. but you know it's just it's each and everyone is different and your boobs work differently your body that's responds it. in different that's ways and, yeah 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 and I think you don't know how it's you know you might have in your head that I want to breastfeed or I want to bottle feed but actually you don't know how you'll find that experience yeah. and some people like you say might really love it and some people might not yeah. and you know yeah, I really agree with you. So thank you so much for that. And I'm sure that would be really, really helpful for mums to hear, especially about, you know, how healthy your children are. And yeah, so thank you. They probably think, oh my God, she's just so biased. Everyone thinks they're great. They're great. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> thank you so much to all of the parents for sharing their stories with me. And we hope you enjoyed the podcast and please tune in again next time.